0: Right now, on Hot 97, ASAP. WQHT New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers. The hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers.
1: I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. Our focus is on the Dr. Martin Luther King's dream. 50 years later, progress made and promises still to fulfill. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Check me out on my website, lisaevers.com. Follow me on Twitter. At Lisa Evers, Google Plus, and Instagram, Lisa Evers Live. You can catch free podcasts of this show and previous Street Soldiers shows right there on LisaEvers.com. Now, this weekend, a march on Washington was held to commemorate the 50th anniversary of this landmark event. In civil rights and American history. It's where Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. gave his I Have a Dream speech on August 28, 1963. And back then, it drew more than a quarter of a million people. It was the largest demonstration in the nation's capital up until that point. This weekend's march put a national spotlight on the tremendous progress that's been made in civil rights and also the challenges that still exist, like racial profiling. It came just days after the New York City Council overrode a veto by Mayor Bloomberg of a stop and frisk bill. Basically what that means is, uh, because all the political meandering and back and forth, the City Council has a law that will go into effect later this year and the beginning of next year to rein in overly aggressive policing. Victims of racial profiling will be able to sue the NYPD more easily. There will be an independent inspector starting in January to oversee the NYPD. But there are many other issues that came up as a result of the March on Washington yesterday. A sentencing reform in terms of prison sentences, voting rights, and then, of course, the same issue that Dr. King was so focused on back in 1963, which was the issue of jobs and economic opportunity for everybody. That's what we're talking about. About with our guests, we're asking you, what are your feelings about the dream? What What do you think still needs to be fulfilled? What do you think is a basic challenge and the biggest challenges facing us right now? One 9797 That's one 9797 Tweet me at Lisa Evers or at Street underscore Soldiers. Joining us in studio, Kevin Powell. He is the president and co-founder of BK Nation, a new national organization. You know him also as an activist and author of 11 books, including the Black Male Handbook. He was at the march. Kevin, thank you so much for being thank with us. Thank
2: you for having me, Lisa. Thank you.
1: We appreciate it. Also with us is Pierre Benjamin. He is the founder of The Big Live. It's a youth organization. Pierre, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it. And also with us on the phone is Professor Gloria Brown Marshall from John Jay College of Criminal Justice. Her book is called Race and Law in American Society, and- uh, Dr. Brown-Marshall, Gloria, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Kevin, let me start with you. Tell us about the march yesterday.
2: Well, you know, it was a series of things that were happening. I mean, the march was incredible. We were up at uh, 4.35 in the morning to gather uh, a number of organizations. uh, A shout-out to the National Urban League, National Action Network. BK Nation was one of the sponsors. A lot of labor unions from New York City came down. Um... And you had literally thousands of people. I don't know the official count, but the mall was full on both sides, the same mall where Dr. King gave his historic I Have a Dream speech 50 years ago. And you had people of all generations, all different cultural, racial backgrounds, people from all over the country. And it was, it was just a beautiful thing to see. Uh, but for me, Lisa, one of the biggest highlights was the night before – the families of Emmett Till and Trayvon Martin actually came together for a public conversation at a church in Washington, D.C. that I had the honor to be a part of. Wow. Our our friend Torrey from MSNBC was the uh, moderator of it. Uh, Brother Michael Skolnick from uh, Russell Simmons, political director, helped to put this thing together. He's been working with the Trayvon Martin uh, Foundation. And when I tell you that it was uh, uh, moving to see... You know, the family of the young man who was killed in 1955, Emmett Till, that helped to kickstart the civil rights movement, then to see the family of the young man whose life now many of us are mobilizing around, uh, was, it, was, it was awe-inspiring and humbling to be in that kind of space.
1: And what did you come away with from there, the feeling overall?
2: Uh, we have to continue to take action. We have to continue to love each other. We cannot allow racism, sexism, classism, homophobia, uh, any kind of difference to separate us as human beings. We are sisters and brothers, and we got a lot of work to do in our country, in this world, and we got to do it. And while I definitely uh, emphasize that we have to have younger people involved in this, it has to be multigenerational and multicultural. We need people of all different backgrounds and ages to be work- doing this work because if we don't do it, who's going to do it for us?
1: All right. you You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldier. We're talking about Dr. Martin Luther King's dream, the march on Washington, 50th anniversary. The actual date is the 28th, August 28th. And also, what kind of um, aspects of American society need to be focused on? What kind of progress needs to be made? What do we need to do moving forward? That's what we're looking at. Where do you think the greatest disparity lies right now? 1-800-223-9797. Professor Gloria Brown Marshall, how are you feeling after being at the march?
3: It was an amazing experience. and To be able to look at John Lewis, who was there at 23 years old, and he talked about being arrested 40 times, 4 40 times. And so it was hot, and of course we're on this marble. The sun is reflecting off of the marble. But it was also so many children there, little children. Yeah. And to say that it was inspiring to have... John Lewis who then says, I'm not tired, I'm not weary, I'm That's gonna right. keep fighting for voting rights. That that means nothing as far as my my pain, my whatever. It means my pain means nothing because when he can keep fighting after all he's been through and still have all that enthusiasm, I just hope the little children, as well as the, the um, grandparents who were there, felt as inspired as I did to go out there and make something happen for good.
1: And Gloria, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned him. We've had him, we've had him by telephone on here on Hot 97 Street Soldiers in the past. As you said, he was 23 when the march happened. He's 73 now. He's a congressman, member of Congress, and you know, for him to say yes, we're, we're going to keep on going had to be had to be a great moment
3: It definitely, definitely. and then there was a little boy who was reading, and he was there as part of the teachers' um, union, and he was so articulate and so smart, and just to see the two generations there, we can do this. We have the power to do it. It's just a will to actually put together an agenda. And I had a friend there who was at the original march, and I asked her, what's the difference between 1953 and today? And she said, of course, I'm older, my knee hurts, but I want to go out there and do something. And she also said, "But back in 1963, we had an agenda." As you pointed out, there were certain things that they were looking to do following the march. And I really didn't get that same sense with this
1: was. that there was an agenda, right? Because there were a lot of things that people were talking about. The different speakers that they were bringing up, Peary Benjamin as a youth leader with the Big Live .com and the youth organization that you're working with the, with the young people, with the students and the kids. What was your feeling about this whole event? Well, and what, what it means.
4: In listening to Dr. King's speech, there's a, there's a few things that always service to me at the very least. And of them, everything uh, within these 50 United States has done so by promises, agreements, and contracts. And what I mean by that is everything from our Bill of Rights to our Declaration of Independence entitles us to an unalienated right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, with any form of contract or promise, if that is breached then action can be taken and what what i mean to stress by that is dr king says in his speech that the negro has been written a bad check and america has defaulted and Community is required and able to get that attainment, to be able to reach for that defaultment, to be able to go after what we feel that we should, in order for our schools, our youth, and the people within our communities to strive for a better tomorrow. And unless we collectively do that, that strength is within us collectively, not individually. And just like Brother Powell said, uh, removing uh, homophobia, removing. Um, you know, killing and, and rising up against each other—that will begin a platform of not only community but moving forward towards progress and in, in enriching that in youth as a foundation within these inner-city, urban, and socioeconomically challenged areas. This is what's going to allow us to move forward.
1: All right, one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. You're listening to Hot ninety seven Street Soldiers. This is the fiftieth anniversary of the March on Washington, Dr. King's famous "I Have a Dream" speech. And our question for you: What do you think? is the biggest obstacle and what do you think is the area that needs to be dealt with in order to do away with racial profiling and to level the playing field with racial discrimination to do away with that give us a call right now 1-800-223-9797 and if you are under 16 we'd like to hear from you too Hear with the kids there were a <laughs> lot of kids that came to the microphone uh, spoke very eloquently yesterday wow. at, the, uh, at the march and uh, on, we're on TV we're doing interviews and, and great <laughs> so we'd like to hear from our, the young people in our audience to one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. That's one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. I have a dream. Do you have a dream? Let us know what it is. Let's go to Michael from the Bronx right now. Michael, hi. You're on Hot ninety seven. Go right ahead.
5: Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. You know, I think um, one major, um, one major thing that we have to do is um, well. We all know as you mentioned, that um, the city council overrode mayor, be- mayor bloomberg 's veto on any kind of oversight of the NYPD, and I think the focus now need to be drawn towards him and the police commissioner i 've always said to combat any kind of aggressive policing or police abuse it 's got to start from the top down because they 're the ones that are forcing police officers into engaging in this kind of behavior. remember. Mayor Bloomberg's on record for calling the NYPD, quote, his personal army. And this kind of um, abuse and manipulation goes as far back as Giuliani. Once we start holding these political leaders accountable for misusing a city agency, especially in law enforcement, and defying the law, defying the Constitution, defying constitutional rights, then perhaps you can start having... um, complete reform. It's never ever enough to just go after individual officers because the same um, leaders or the same top brass will still continue their should I say there sinister ways and terms? Of
1: okay, okay, Michael. Of I want to just I want to get a thank you, thank you for your call, and we want to, mm-hmm. of course, invite the uh, police officers to call in at one 9797 because supposedly there was uh, postings by the union, the police precincts, for you not to do go overboard and not to take unnecessary risks. We want to hear about that too, one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. But the caller mentioned the laws and the legislation and Professor Gloria Brown Marshall in terms of the focus. In '63, Kevin was talking about an agenda. There was, there was an agenda that people had. There was specific legislation. There were these laws. Where do you think we stand now in terms of our laws?
3: Well, the, the march was a march for jobs, justice, and freedom. So it wasn't just a gathering. They wanted to have voting rights laws. They wanted to have, um laws from the federal government all the way down to the state that would protect the rights of African American people. And they got that. 1964 Civil Rights Act. Of course, there were many other things taking place leading up to lives being lost. We, we achieved the 1965 Voting Rights Act and then the Fair Housing Act. So we did get very concrete things from coming together in this march. Today, once again, we're being faced with this voting rights issue from the Shelby County versus Holder case, and so this pushed to have the Congress actually um, go back and do what is necessary to legislate a reform that would allow the Voting Rights Act to stand once again with all of its protections is what was asked again and again as well as better education for our children because as you pointed out the foundational issue education is one that's going to lay the groundwork Absolutely. for whether children right. end up in prison that's or right. go Absolutely. out and have very successful lives that they should be able to have if they're given the right educational foundation so there was discussion around these issues, but there wasn't really the concrete legal basis to make it happen.
1: Kevin?
2: Sh- Ma'am, she, she uh, you are so correct. Uh, uh, um, we are saying, as an organization, that and particularly folks out of the hip-hop generation, uh, no more marches and rallies that don't have action steps connected to them. They absolutely. are absolutely... What you've
1: been doing with BK Nation.
2: Absolutely. They are absolutely useless, absolutely useless. This is not to disrespect our history. We believe that marches and rallies serve a symbolic purpose, as a way to motivate and galvanize people. But at the same time, let's begin to support the leadership of a men- Mr. Benjamin and other leaders out there that are actually building institutions that are serving our community. Absolutely. And I think that uh, uh, what she was saying is, is critical because it's a few things. It's, it's educational opportunities. As i said on the show many times, Lisa, uh, I'm the product of a single mother, absent father, uh, poverty, but it was education that gave me an opportunity to have a life.
1: And it made you what you are today. Exactly. And a lot enabled you to achieve.
2: Exactly. And so we're saying the school-to-prison pipeline has to stop. We're talking about in educational inequity. We're talking about stopping frisking in New York City, but it's called staying your ground or racial profiling in other and parts places, of the country. Right. you know. And so we have to link all these things. Together And get people to understand we'll never have an equal America as long as there's certain groups of people who are marginalized in a very serious kind of way. And the other thing I need to say, because people keep bringing it up over and over again, Lisa, is that... Uh we, as a community, we want nonviolence. We want safety in our communities. We want to be able to walk down the street and not get mugged and get shot. People always make it seem like people of our communities don't uh, have uh, uh, any comments to say about... Want crime. Yeah. Right. And so what we don't want is what we're saying is we don't want police harassment. We don't want police brutality. Bringing it back to education, I think every police department in this country that has police officers in a community that they may not come from need to have some sort of cultural educational sensitivity programs as well because you should not be policing your community. If you, you don't know anything about the community. Thank you, all right.
1: There's an idea, and you, you mentioned uh, Trayvon Martin's family meeting with the family of Emmett Till. Let's hear what uh, Trayvon, uh, Trayvon Martin's mother had to say.
4: As I said before, Trayvon Martin was my son, but he's not just my son. He's all of our son, and we have to fight for our children. Yes. It's very important that we not forget
1: that we make sure we're mindful of what's going on with the laws, and remember that God is in control. All right, that was the mother of Trayvon Martin speaking at the march. Let's also hear from Martin Luther King um, III. He's talking about his father.
2: Five decades ago, my father, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. stood upon this hallowed spot, and the Spirit of God spoke through him and summoned a nation uh, to repent and to redress the shameful sins long visited upon its African-American brothers and sisters. Fifty years ago, he delivered a sermon On this mountain, which crystallized like never before, the painful pilgrimage and aching aspirations of African Americans yearning to breathe free in our own homeland.
1: All right, and that was uh, Martin Luther King III speaking about his father. You're listening to Hot 97, Street Soldiers, 1-800-223-9797. Uh, let's go to Brandon from Long Island, and everybody feel free to jump in, please. <laughs> uh, Brandon, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead.
3: Hi. Um, so, yeah, I was
1: just... Hey, I was Brandon, just could you... In. Brandon, I'm sorry. Could you please turn the radio down in the background? Okay, go ahead. No, now we can hear you.
3: All right, so, I'm sorry about that. No
6: problem. Just going off of what's been said, like, we need, a, we need an education. Like, education is the biggest part of ending racial profiling and ending all these. Having a cultural awareness would bring a stop to all these things. Absolutely. But it's hard to do that when you're having schools in Philadelphia. We've closed 23 schools in Philadelphia this year. We closed 50 in Chicago. And it's, we're seeing these cuts all over where it's important. And that makes that makes these kids feel worthless. And when you feel that way, you don't wanna you don't wanna learn. You don't wanna be a a part of something. And you feel when you feel like nobody wants you, and no one cares about you. All and right, th- th-
1: that's a, that's th- a good point. I mean, there, but and but on the other side too. I mean, the, the basic education that's something that's very very important. But there are more yeah. opportunities There's too. Absolutely, digitally. more
4: opportunities. I think it's very absolutely. F- I think it's very fair to realize that. in in changing the culture from the youth and building a strong foundation moving forward uh, the youth would then be in a position of power. and When I say power is to understand who are these decision makers within our communities that allow certain schools to close? Who are the decision makers in our communities that don't allocate the resources that our communities need? And as a community, we should then be in a position to put and elect people who understand these communities. Just like Kevin said, we can't put police in the area if they don't know the area. And if we put uh, elected officials in power who don't have our best interests in, in their regard, then how can we actually move forward and be able to have a sense of attainment and achievement within these communities
2: and my, my challenge to everyone out there because I get these kind of uh, questions on Twitter Facebook everywhere Lisa is I understand we should be critical we should have complaints we should talk about how hard this is how difficult it is but then the question becomes are you actually engaged in your community I'm at community board meetings across the city all the time I'm around uh, all kinds of organizational meetings you hardly see people of the multiple hip-hop generations in these kind of gatherings nothing is going to change if you're not doing what brother Benjamin is doing and other folks are doing which is being involved and actively engaged in the community nothing's going to change
1: are you You disappointed in the hip hop community?
2: I'm not disappointed in us. I love us, uh, and I'm gonna tell you, I, I I have not slept in about 24 hours because I literally came from the march on Washington, went to a recording studio with a Grammy Award-winning producer, Needles, with 88 Keys, uh, myself, and Tyler, are organizing artists to, to respond to some of the stuff that's going on in our community. And so there's a lot of stuff that's happening. I've gotten calls from people like Jermaine Dupree and other folks saying, "How can I get involved?" I think what needs, what I'm disappointed in is that you know we just can't get excited and hyped up when a Trayvon Martin situation happens, be pissed off a month and then it dies off until the next tragedy happens. Right. So we got to be proactive not just be reactive to everything. That's the thing we got to change.
1: 1-800-223-9797 You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. Um, Professor Gloria Brown Marshall, in terms of the laws that exist now, especially here in New York, the biggest issue and it, it has gotten national attention is the stop, stop and frisk issue with the NYPD. When you look at the whole constitutional aspect of that can you help us understand that a little better?
3: Well, stop and frisk, if you look at it this way, came out of the Civil Rights Movement. It was in June of 1968 that Terry versus Ohio was the case that the U.S. Supreme Court said would allow police officers to stop and detain and pat down a person to see if they had a weapon that could cause imminent danger to the police or to the general Mm. public. That was June of 1968. So Martin Luther King was assassinated in April of 1968, and those riots following then put so much fear in the civil rights movement that was taking place um, was the impetus behind saying, yes, we're going to stop people in the black community. Kerry was a black man. Kerry versus Ohio was the case. Kerry was a black man. He was not doing anything at the time, but the police officer who was white in Cleveland, Ohio, said we suspect fact that he was about to commit a crime. So we want to stop them, pat down this person, Terry, to see if they have a weapon, and then upon finding the weapon, the Fourth Amendment is triggered because the Fourth Amendment allows for a person only to be stopped in that situation if there's probable cause of a crime. So we moved in 1968 from probable cause for certain situations like that to reasonable suspicion. And that's why you hear that phrase now. It's not in the Constitution. The U.S. Supreme Court made it. Up. so you reasonable suspicion of imminent danger then they got rid of imminent danger so then it became just reasonable suspicion that you might do something, or you might be about to commit a crime, and we're going to prevent you from doing that without even thinking that this is going to be imminent danger to the public. And we've gotten that now moved over to racial profiling. So we think certain people or are, are the people we have the reasonable suspicion are going to do something harmful in the future. So you can see how far we've gotten from 1958 to present but also you can see the basis of it was this fear of black people that began in the civil rights movement and we're living with the vestiges of it today.
1: So there are, there are That's law right. enforcement experts and police officers who say that stop and frisk is a basic policing tool and has been since the very beginning, but it sounds like what you're saying and please correct me if I'm misunderstanding it, you're saying that the 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 uh, the bar, the the level that of activity or suspicion that you need has been totally watered down.
3: Definitely. And Justice Shilin said this. She said there's supposed to be an aspect of dangerousness that is missing in the police activity and just stopping somebody for furtive movements, which is what is listed on the 250 form, you can check a box for furtive movements, and that means that a police officer believes this person might have a gun, might have something. We don't know, but we're going to check it out. So we're going to humiliate this person, put them out in public display, make them lie down face down on the dirty sidewalk in the rain, in the, in the, in the snow, and whatever, and then make them stay there under our control, which also goes back to the time period of slavery, goes back That's to right. control, That's when right. we did not have control of our physical bodies, we did not have control of our own freedom, and people wanted to make you feel like you're nothing. So when we have little black boys, and some girls, the little black boys being stopped as early as 7, eight, ten years old, and then they're being trained to fear whites. And so this whole whole evolution is following the freedom and the rights that black people are obtaining, the progress that we have, and there's someone out there, and I'm not saying there's this big white meeting in which all the white people decide we're going to do this to black folks. It's a cultural aspect of the fabric of America that some people are on top and they're supposed to stay in control and some people at the bottom, they're supposed to be controlled. And stop and frisk, the way it's practiced right now is a control element that is being used by NYPD to maintain black um, inferiority as far as our rights under law. And Justice Shyland pointed out that's why we needed the federal monitor. That's why we have to have that dangerousness element, imminent danger, put back into the police practice of the frisk. She didn't stop it altogether, but she says the police department are not practicing it in a constitutional manner. All
1: right, and you and you you brought up the uh, the pa- the power structure. Yes, the United States is predominantly white population-wise. The authority figures, the government, our president is is African American, and then but you, I look at some of the video though from fifty years ago some of those historical clips there, there were white men standing I didn't see a whole lot of women up there on that platform right, but no. there, were, uh, there were there there were were some white men that were standing very, very close to Dr. King right there
3: But there have always been white people who have stood up for racial justice That's always right. back Absolutely. to the 1600s when we look at them very quickly 1607 is when the Virginia colony was founded it was 1619 that Africans were introduced into that colony that was the, the core beginning of America 1620 is when the Mayflower landed we were here before the Mayflower and before they started the slave laws which started very quickly black people had service they had land and it was decided the, the laws would be used to take away those rights there were white people in the 1600s who stood up for black that's right so that's we, right. yes we want to have more people stand up but there've always been white people standing up. So I'm not saying that it's always been a black white thing. Right. And there's been a couple of black snakes in the, in the pile too. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you know I want I to mention it right.
1: cuz you know hip hop is very di- very diverse. We have black, white, Latino, right. you know, Asian right. and all kinds of combinations, but uh she, I just wanted to I wanted to mention that and thank you for clarifying she that She such
4: a strong point. And, you know, every every February we celebrate Black History Month and they always point out slavery. But unfortunately, slavery was not our beginning. That's right. It's, it's something that's every single year it's a habitual system of the same lie that shows African Americans from this and this is where we are now and it sends um, a a false message that this is where we start from and before slavery uh, in Ethiopia and Egypt and even just like she mentions it within these United States there were African Americans who were not slaves and so this sets a a huge premise for today if people understood the past if we understood exactly where we come from the lineage that we're from and the community that's required if you raise our children and understanding that value if we offer a sense of transparency And starting the Big Live I thought that it was not only important But we film every session So that parents can see Faculty can see And youth can see themselves evolve Over a certain period of time And that's where the community lies It's in the tomorrow So uh, this evening No shameless pun I promise This evening uh, at 7 o'clock We're launching a documentary That shows all of this And I think it's very important For all of us to be able to participate And share and build And to be able to see what happens When people within the community Build together We started this with young guys Who were DJs We started this with young guys Who spoke well We started this with young guys Who are into music And we said We're not just going to do something We're going to do something big And let the youth see That we can do something big And use hip hop As a stimulant To do something big Because that's what they understand
1: right, and Pierre Where can people see that documentary? If you go to
4: www.thebiglive.com Or you can google the hashtag Never college dropouts N-E-V-E-R C-O-L-L-E-G (laughs)
3: e oh,
4: <laughs> dropouts d r o p o u uh, t z it 'll pop right up on youtube there 's a teaser there now, so
1: feel free to check it out. Or uh, you can just uh, Google the hashtag NCDO for short. All right, NCDO or, or TheBigLive.com. Absolutely. I want to throw out the question to our audience, too. It's like, is hip-hop, can hip-hop be the motivating, like the engine, really, that drives us into the next level of equality and progress? What do you think about that? one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. 223 9797 That's one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. 223 9797 Devin, Derek, AJ, everyone else on hold. We're going to get to your telephone calls. Text your family and friends right now. Uh, we are streaming this show live on hot97.com around the world. And uh, let me tell you about Hot 97's On the Reggae Tip. Your free tickets all weekend, live performances. Steve, You like that, right? Absolutely. Steven and Damien, <laughs> Junior Gong Marley, The Ghetto Youth Crew, Beanie Man, Mavado, Shaggy. There we go. Friday, August 30th at <laughs> Hammerstein Ballroom. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers at Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this
4: wabo di wa wabu wabu 97 presents another exclusive Money Can't Buy. What up though, New York City? This is Big Sean, and Hot 97 is the only station that can get you into my release party. Oh, God! My album, Hall of Fame, drops August 27th, and we're inviting you to the private party going down at the secret location. I'll be performing. Mommy Funk Flex will be DJing. It's gonna be crazy, man. Praying to a sky all black. Looking at the stars like they finna talk back. Don't miss out. Made Hot by Def Jam Records. When your pass is exclusively on Hot 97 Hot
0: 97.com Months at a month. Total cost 2376. Zero to signing. Excludes tax, tax and fee. Security deposit by TFS. Number one TCUV based on 2012. Total pre-owned sales. Expires end of month. Do you have $99? Yeah. Then you have a new 2013 Camry LE. How? The place with the $99 a month Camry. Toyota of Hackensack. Wow. Huh. Tell me about it. Only $99 a month for a new Camry. Amazing. Huh, well, what do you expect from the New York area's number one volume Toyota TCUV dealer? So, Toyota of Hackensack. Right on River Street. Visit Toyota of ToyotaofHackensack.com or call
3: 800-SHOP-TOYOTA. We are here to celebrate.
0: Everyone's talking about the number one movie in America. That's what I'm talking about. Lee Daniels, the butler, is riveting. Mr. President, there's this whole black power move up. Something special is going on down there, there. And inspiring. No, I never understood what you all really went through. You've changed my heart. Entertainment Weekly calls it moving and powerful.
3: they are very popular around here.
0: With an amazing cast.
3: Everything you have
0: is because of that butler. Lee Daniels, the butler. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing. When the corrupt sees control. Two rivals must fight as one. This summer, witness a stunning masterpiece of martial arts from visionary director Wong Kar Wai and the legendary fight choreographer of The Matrix, Kill Bill, and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Martin Scorsese and Samuel L. Jackson present... The Grand Master, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing select theaters.
3: Hi, I'm Joan London, and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. With one phone call, you'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. It's a free service, so call now.
0: Call now, 800-460-3580, 800-460-3580.
4: Hi, we're at Walmart with Erica
3: talking after-school snacks.
1: My daughter is a great student, but come 4 o'clock, I need to give her a snack just to give her a boost until dinner.
3: Wondering what to pack for snacks? Walmart is the best place to get your list of goodies,
4: like delicious Chex Mix Snack Mix, fun-to-eat Rice Krispies treats, or tasty Hot Pockets brand sandwiches. The two-pack, now $2 on rollback from $2.18. More school for your money,
6: guaranteed.
2: Save money, live better. Walmart. Our stores will match the price of any local competitor's printed ad for an identical product. Not applicable to walmart.com. Restrictions apply. See store for details.
4: Earnings vary based on your effort. Do you want to learn how to get started flipping houses right here in New York City and White Plains? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple two-step system for flipping houses right here in the local area. Our team is led by Than Merrill, the star of a hit TV show, Flip This House. Than and our team are looking for a handful of people in the New York City and White Plains area who want to learn the system we've used to flip hundreds of properties over the years. New York City and White Plains are the perfect markets for our system. And next week, we're holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you can learn how to get started flipping homes and buying and holding properties utilizing other people's money. This is perfect if you're presently in real estate or if you're just simply tired of watching other people make money in real estate.
0: Interested candidates can get two free tickets to the workshop by calling 1-800-338-8973. Seating is extremely limited, so call right now to get your two free tickets at 1-800-338-8973. That's 1-800-338-8973.
3: Hey sis, brought you McDonald's new Egg White Delight McMuffin. Thanks, but I don't do egg whites. They're freshly grilled. Uh, tempting, but I'll pass. Topped with melty white cheddar. Ooh, that is my favorite. So take a bite. Uh, I don't do egg whites. Well,
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't do just one bite Delicious game-changing egg whites and white cheddar Are now available on every breakfast sandwich Like the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit McDonald's has these freshly grilled egg whites on lock It's another new way to love McDonald's at participating McDonald's. How's my day looking?
3: Crazy. You've got an 8:30 budget meeting, a 10:30 conference call, oh. and 12:30 to 4 with legal, then uh. employee reviews until 6. Oh, I am headed
0: out for my 7:47 a.m. off-site productivity meeting then.
3: Off-site productivity meeting? Where?
0: McDonald's. A day like this needs something good to eat first. The simple joy of morning momentum. Enjoy a great breakfast with a freshly brewed premium roast coffee at McDonald's. For a limited time, get any size coffee for just one dollar. Prices and participation
4: may vary a la carte only.
0: Hey, are you all set for your fishing trip? Mm-hmm. Did you pack the beer?
4: Um Wait,
5: is that some twisted tea I see in the back of the car? Come
4: on,
2: twisted tea. Yeah,
5: I can see why. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a cake. I
2: don't know. One of the guys must have snuck it in there. Oh
5: come on. <laughs> I bet you're craving the Ice tea taste of twisted tea. I know. It's so refreshing. It is.
6: It's so smooth. It's pretty smooth. But
5: if you want me to take it out.
6: Uh, hold on to it. Uh, we might have
0: one or, or several.
5: <laughs> twisted tea. Ice tea taste with a cake.
0: Twisted tea brewing company, Cincinnati, Ohio, drink responsibly. Wait is fishing. On a lake and just realized his car insurance bill is due. Should he A. water ski behind a pair of rainbow trout to the nearest post office or B. pay his bill from Geico's mobile app? The correct answer is B. Paying your bill on Geico's mobile app takes only seconds. A pair of rainbow trout couldn't tow a full grown man for more than a couple yards. The Geico mobile app is fast, free, and easier to navigate than a couple of fish. Geico, wherever, whenever. Just a click away with our free mobile app.
6: For generations, Guinness has been a part of the very best Caribbean celebrations
0: Pass from your grandfather to your father, now proudly to you Live it up with Guinness, hashtag Guinness, live it up Do you believe Labor Day is right around the corner? So to help get your shopping started, Sansone Auto Mall is celebrating the holiday all month long, which means every day's a sale. 1,500 vehicles must go. Jeeps, Toyotas, Nissans, Hyundais, Mazdas, Chryslers, and more. Over 4,000 vehicles to choose from. Plus, you'll get a $2,500 bonus check towards your new vehicle and guaranteed financing for all. Only at the Tri-State's number one volume auto mall, Sansone, Route 1, Woodbridge, or at SansoneAuto.com. Yo, what up,
2: people? this is Common and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 9-7. People, baby
1: people baby that's what this is all about i'm your host lisa evers follow me on twitter at lisa evers instagram lisa evers live the whole deal you can find out lisa com. start checking in on that because we're posting stories we're posting new videos during the week of what happens you know like the knuckle case for the iphone that you can't take through the airport or it's going to get snatched from you but it is legal on the streets of new york city unless you get stop and frisk then you got to watch out but um Anyway, we are talking about 50 years later from the March on Washington. That's where Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. made his I Have a Dream speech. We're talking about the dream. What are you dreaming about? What's your dream for the future in terms of progress, in terms of racial equality, in terms of education, in terms of goals? Should the hip-hop community become more politically active? Is that the answer? And uh, Kevin Powell just showed me one of the tweets that came out from our discussion about misogyny, about the role of women I mean Women are supposedly equal But there's a lot of times Where you just don't see Women on the stage You don't see women Behind the microphone and uh, that's an issue too. 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Joining me in studio, Kevin Powell. He is the president and co-founder of a new national organization, BK Nation. BK Nation is not about just having marches, making people feel like they're doing something on a Saturday afternoon when they want to get outside and out of the house. It's about action. It's about taking action steps, getting people together. You also know him as the author of 11 books, including The Black mail handbook. Also joining us is Pierre Benjamin. He is the founder and president of TheBigLive.com. They have a documentary that is debuting tonight. He works with young people. Their website is TheBigLive.com. And uh, you can find out more about that there. Also on the phone, Professor Gloria Brown Marshall, John Jay College of Criminal Justice. She's the author of the book, Race and Law in American Society. And, of course, your telephone calls one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. 223 9797 That's one eight hundred two 223 Let's go to Devin from Queens. Devin, hi. You're on Hot 97. I'm fine. How's it going? All right. How are you? I'm good. I'm
6: good. I'm um, calling. I'm in um, Jamaica, Queens. Okay. I grew up with uh Eric Adams, I went to the same uh junior high school. He he was an ex captain for NYPD. Yes right. And uh he used to sound off on the police officer. There used to be a lot of friendly fire within the youth the police officers, the NYPD where black officers was getting shot in the line of duty.
1: Okay. And
6: there's, a, there's a lot of issues that need to be addressed. There's a division between the officers and they're telling um, they're, now there's a division I see between the Hispanics and blacks. They're telling the the Hispanics officers to arrest as many blacks blacks as they, as they can. And basically, are you a police officer? No, I'm a bail enforcement agent. But I worked with NYPD. I worked with uh, uh, police officers in Newark. I worked all over the um, all over the states.
1: Okay. So that's what that's that's your perspective on this.
6: My perspective is um, they have the stop and frisk just to protect themselves when they do something wrong or give a reason to stop you. Meaning they don't really basically have a reason to stop you, but they'll use that probable cause or stop and frisk. What um, a lot of people, what they should do is give their their kids. Educate them about police.
2: That's right.
6: uh, Contact, give them PBA cards, tell them. You know, I'll
1: brief them on what to say when they when they come across a police officer. And and, okay. and I think and I th- and Devin that's that's a really great point, Kevin. You want to? And a lot there are a lot of people that do that. We've done that on this show. Right. We've had police officers and attorneys uh, doing that for our audience on the show. Go ahead.
2: Well, BK Nation. The BK stands for Building Knowledge, and we're real clear that part of the problem with uh, some of our leadership, Lisa, since the era of Dr. King, since we started this talking about the March on Washington, is that these folks are ambulance chasers. They're crisis oriented people. They have no interest in actually empowering. The people because the the real world role of a leader should be to become useless as a leader because the people understand that the leadership We're waiting for is us Uh, If you're a leader you should people should you should be telling people what your basic rights are as a citizen And as a human being something you said off air Lisa that really struck me you said back in the day we could not even walk. We could not, as people of color, walk in white neighborhoods. Now we can't even walk in our own neighborhoods because of stop and frisk. Well, how did that happen? You know, why don't we know how that happened? Why don't we know what uh, what Miss Gloria said that this began actually on the end of uh, at the tail end of Dr. King's life? And it's a policy that's been in place for forty five years in this country. How do we not know that in twenty six states in this country, an organization called Alec has passed state by state these stand your ground laws? Part of the reason is that this this so called leadership that we've had has really blocked people like Brother Benjamin and other younger leaders out there that are doing important and dynamic and action-oriented work uh, uh, because they are trying to just hold on to their their, their privilege and their influence uh, in a way that has nothing to do with really having a vision for our communities, which is why we keep having the same conversations oh. over and over again. And something that I said in D.C., Einstein said it best, insanity is saying and doing the same things over and over again expecting a different result. To the hip-hop community, uh, I will say this, as a lifelong hip-hop head who grew up as a B-boy for graph writer, as a founding staff from a Vibe magazine, we absolutely have have to take the energy of hip-hop, which is, what is hip-hop? Make something out of nothing. You know, winning on your own terms. And we have to become politicized. But as you said, Lisa, hip-hop is a multicultural world. We cannot afford to be racist. We cannot afford to be sexist. We cannot afford to be homophobic. we got to have the courage of a Macklemore and make a song like Same Love and say, you know what, that's my brother, that's my sister. If he happens to be, she or he happens to be gay or lesbian, we need to understand our history. The March on Washington that Dr. King spoke at, a black gay man named Bayard Rustin organized that March on Washington. We cannot continue to have events where we have five speakers and four of them are men and one is a woman and, we, and she's almost an afterthought. We got to take this to another level if we're serious about transforming our mention, All
4: right. And mentioning hip hop, over the past few weeks, I've been watching uh, social media and they mentioned uh, Sidney Poitier and some of his comments. And because Jay-Z and Beyonce are the pinnacle, especially within African-Americans, what success is deemed to be in entertainment, uh, right. th- there were shots fired. Even if it was you know directly or indirectly, they right. were they, they were the pun. And the unfortunate part is uh, Jay Z raised a, a very very significant point in saying that as, as the person Sidney Poitier is, he could have easily reached out on a very intimate form, and we could have had a conversation and dialogue as to how we change and what needs to be done. And choosing the medium uh, that he chose, which was you know uh, the media, to be able to do so, didn't 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 have. The result that it could have possibly
1: had, and what did he? You want to tell people what he said? It was
4: just saying how you know, as as much influence as we have now as African Americans to be in so many places within hip hop, within right. so many places in entertainment, within so many That's places right. in television. There's way more that can be done, and I'm am a firm believer that if let's say you know Jay Z, Diddy, these people who are in elite. Success and and everybody recognizes them for that. If they said this is what we're going to do, if collectively we say we're not going to say the n word anymore, if collectively we say right. we're not going to sag jeans right. anymore, if, and I'm not taking stabs, but this is a realistic approach to
1: a realistic situation. You said it would have real influence on the streets where Absolutely. you're working I've with these. I've the, done schools in Far Rockaway where, where,
4: where children are 16 and they have tattoos. Their jeans sag all types of ways, and when I start to, I go with uh, corrections officers, I go with other people who have far more experience than I do in serious topics, and when we explain it, educate educate them about what some of these things mean right. and where they derive from their faces change and they they start to understand that this is not as cool as i thought it was That's right. so if these dialogues and conversations are merged within hip-hop and they're done so in such a respectful accord that they can align with youth and educate them on a new creative and innovative platform then not only will the culture start to change but the youth are raised
1: people will change and people will change That's Oh, uh, let, let's see what people are saying on Twitter. Uh, Angelique, our associate producer. On the other side of the studio there, I'm looking past the board here. What's going on on Twitter? Okay, so you received one
3: tweet that from at HopIntoLight, who says, apathy disguises awareness, conversations without conviction, stressors without strategy is one of the main problems we're facing today. Um, another is from at MadFaceWonder, who says, I think the biggest problem facing us now is a disconnect between the older generations and our young people. And a last tweet, um, which referred which which is what you referred to earlier, is as a woman who is weary of misogyny and patriar- patriarchy in hip-hop, I have conflicting views on their help. All right, there it
1: 800 Professor Gloria Brown Marshall, you wanted to say something there?
3: Yes, yeah, and I just want to add something. I know this is going to sound very strange, but I just want you to hear me out here. This is not just about what Jay-Z and Beyonce are not saying. I want it to be understood. This is happening across the board. You go into the hierarchy of your churches. You go to the hierarchy That's right. of black That's people right. in mm-hmm. America. You go to the hierarchy of black people in education. The people at the top are not saying anything. Mm-hmm. You go into the hierarchy of our politics. That's they right. talk about the fact that in Congressional Black Caucus, this did not exist for the number of black people in Congress in 1963. It was six. Six. And now in two thousand and thirteen there are forty three. Yet you could hear cricket <laughs> pin drop as far as them coming out to say something forcefully.
1: Okay, but don't you I mean and, and just in Jay Z and Beyonce's defense, they did show up with when Trayvon Martin's Absolutely, mother came right. to New York. They were out there. They they Came out. They didn't speak themselves, which a lot of people said was a good idea because they would have s- basically have been, stolen the show. You know, yeah. you know there would have been a lot of attention on them as opposed to Trayvon Martin's mother and right. the message of that rally. They went out there on a very very hot day in front of police headquarters and stood there to show show their support. So I don't think they should be singled out can by I, anybody. Can I say so? But no, it's
3: not that I'm singling them out. I'm just talking. No, from what Pierre was out. saying
1: earlier too, right. with, with Sydney yes, Poitier's is right, right
3: but what i'm saying is generally there is a disconnect about the wealth and power that comes from people who are in the top the question was what is a leader and so you're looking at there are people who have been successful in corporate America. We have black people who are running Fortune 500 corporations right. who are in the same situation as a as a Jay Z. And I'm not pointing them out. I'm just saying that they make the, the best examples because their their name is very familiar. Where the people who are black right. who are in corporate uh, corporations with millions of dollars are not as well known, but they have a lot of influence and. 50 years ago those people would be using that influence to take the black community forward and today the relationship between their power and influence and their effect in But Gloria they're saying but you but you easy. also
1: have you all you also we also have I should say we also have very successful African American men who feel that their achievement Is the example of their achievement is the most important in whatever field it happens to be is the most important thing that they can do. They don't have time to organize. They don't have time to go to rallies. They don't have time to be on social media and and doing a whole digital campaign. They feel that they are paving the way by breaking those ceilings, go through those glass ceilings, and that they don't have that responsibility. So, I mean, I think there's a flip side to that also. The flip side, but people
3: people had less and did more fifty years ago. Don't give it people. Those same people had two or three jobs, they had families, they had fewer resources, 50 years ago than today, but the sense is that we are risking more. They risked their lives back then. People died. And I, Absolutely. I
2: agree with that. I agree with that, Miss Gloria. But what I'm what I'm saying is that part of the problem has been the visionless leadership that has been put in front of our community for the last 45 years since Dr. King was assassinated, since the movement literally ended. And as a result, even when those folks are in the room with some of the our celebrities and artists, are they really having the kind of conversations necessary to help to politicize? Any artist that happened to be famous and has the ears of a lot of young people. When Harry Belafonte talks about what he was doing back in the day, it's because he had conversations, extensive conversations with a Dr. King about what was going on. I'm going to give you an example. Last night, we were in the studio, Needle's, 88 Keys these are artists these are producers that have won Grammy Awards that have pushed millions of units that have produced artists like Bruno Mars etc we're having very serious conversations about what's going on in the community because I feel like that has to happen because otherwise what we end up doing is pointing fingers at these artists and saying well how come Jay-Z or Beyonce but, not-
1: but doesn't that also come from that whole powerless mentality too where you're waiting for somebody to I somebody agree. to come in I and agree. rescue you as, as opposed, opposed to, to saying listen I agree we have people that have made themselves very famous right. just using social media right. with right. no money I agree. isn't it about the idea and empowering the individual but right now to when, be their own leader.
2: I one, agree.
4: One question that I've heard in interviews and he says, you know, his very presence exemplifies hope, which I sincerely agree. It it, it shows uh, many young black men a sense of achievement through rags to riches, which is what America is about. Coming from Marcy Projects and being able to achieve, I'm not taking any anything away from his success. What I want to stress, though, and not just him, and the reason, like I said, he is singled out and Beyonce singled out because of their mass success and their achievements, and in any field, anybody at the top will be singled out, but in the grand scheme of things and i think uh, Poitier was mentioning is collectively across the floor across the board there's more that can be done and is that really being done and that's the, that's what are right,
1: l- uh, uh, go, go ahead gloria
3: that's it. I mean, we're, we're focusing on hip-hop, and I understand that, but this is across the it board. It is across this the board. Right.
2: It's a class issue is what she's get. talking about. There's a separation of people, which is what Dr. King warned about at the end of his life when he's organizing Poor People's Campaign. Do not get into these positions of power and success and forget about the rest of the community. The rest of the right. community is really the hip-hop community that we're talking about. They're struggling right. trying to make it out here. Right.
1: All right, let's go to uh, Mike from Brooklyn right now. Mike, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead.
2: Hi, Lisa. Thank you for taking
6: my call. I just don't think it's just about our hip hop stars. Um, I have a nine year old son and his favorite basketball player is LeBron James. Why can't we reach out to some of these uh athletes and idols or politicians that you know these kids look up to? you know there's the mayor's races coming along. Why can't they have billboards put up and stop violence, stop having your uh, say, have a uh, talk proper why is it Why is it that we we're only talking about hip hop stars? I understand that they're in the spotlight more. They see it in the videos. People want to be like them. But my nine-year-old son is favorite player is LeBron. Why can't we reach out to some of these uh, basketball stars or football stars to talk to these kids to go out and tell them, you know, they don't need to have their, fans, uh, their pants sagged to be cool? Why can't they, you but know, hit, get education hit, in school? But is, is that their is that bars. their job?
1: Is that their job? I mean, the NBA made yeah. them wear, su- made basketball players wear suits, you know, they have right. to wear the ties and everything. Yeah, here's
2: my response. I, th- I think it should be their job because that's an idol. No, you your job is to one raise one your to, son. To,
3: <laughs>
1: but, but, okay, go ahead, Kevin.
2: Sir, with all due respect, here's what I say to people. Like, you know, we, we keep focusing on these celebrities, these basketball players, these hip-hop heads. Yeah, if they have status, they don't want to get involved, they can do other things. They can set up foundations, they can give money to support organizations that and are And many 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 do, do.
1: and many do without getting publicity for it. But
2: action steps if you are a parent of a young person in these times, or you work with young people in any form as we do with our organization, right. you should have a working knowledge of what's happening in hip-hop, and popular culture, and sports, etc. And there's a way, if you know how to talk with young people and to listen to young people, that you can reach young people. What I hear from a lot of older adults talking about the generational disconnect, the first thing that comes out of people's mouths is pull up your pants, pull up your pants, pull your pants. Well, guess what, y'all? People in my generation started sagging pants in 1991. This is not a new phenomenon. The pants are not going to come up until you begin to pull up possibilities in people's lives, until educational opportunities until there's jobs until people know that they can go to college as Mr. Benjamin said we keep focusing on these symptoms like the pants the tattoos the hair the earrings that's mad corny to me and that's predictable stuff and guess what the young heads are going to turn their ears off like you know what I'm not trying to hear you son because it doesn't apply
1: to my life right now exactly exactly all right uh we're just about out of time right now but uh, Gloria I want to thank you so much for being with us we appreciate it
3: Yes, thank you. Great.
1: Thank and, you. and then you want to tell people about the, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. How can people find out more info about that?
3: Well, yes, that's the thing. Going back to across the board, we have to expect more from our lawyers. The American Bar Association passed a resolution in 2006 to ask Congress for a truth commission on race, and it's really been faltering. We need people to demand that our politicians do more or, or step aside. Leave follow, or get out of the way. And we need to look at that in every aspect, sports, corporations, at wherever it is where we have black people in positions of power that need to do more, and in law in particular, we need to think about this Truth and Reconciliation Commission, because we've never had one around the issue. I completely agree Okay,
1: Gloria, thank you so so much for being with us. That's Professor Gloria Brown-Marshall. Kevin Powell, real quick.
2: We're having a big program Wednesday night, uh, August 28th, which is the exact date that Dr. King gave his I Have a Dream speech. Uh, It's at uh, Judson Memorial Church, Judson Memorial Church, 55 Washington Square South, which is right across from Washington Square Park, downtown uh, Manhattan and Greenwich Village. It's free, open to everyone. We're going to have people of all ages, everyone from uh, uh, teenagers to an 80-year-old man who was at the original March on Washington. Uh, The door is open at 630. If folks want more information, please hit me up, Kevin at KevinPowell.net. Kevin at KevinPowell.net. Or you can uh, call us at 718-399-8149. 718-399-8149. And our website is BKNation.org. The details will be there as well, BKNation.org.
1: Org. All right, Kevin Powell, thank you so much thank for being you. with us straight from Washington. We appreciate it. And Puri Benjamin, uh, thank you so much for being with us. Everybody can log on to TheBigLive.com. Absolutely.
4: Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TheBigLiveTV. Uh, Google the hashtag NeverCollegeDropouts, spelled with a Z. Uh, and I thank you so much for having me, www.TheBigLive.com.
1: All right, thank you so much. And uh, I want to thank my whole crew here at Hot 97. First, I want to let you know, make sure you watch the Fox 5 News at 10 tonight. It will be out there in front of Barclays Center on the red carpet for the uh, MTV VMAs. Checking it out. You know how we cover it and we do it like that. Uh, follow <laughs> me, me on is. Twitter at Lisa Evers Instagram, Lisa Evers Live, and uh, also LisaEvers.com. You can check out everything there. We want to wish a very happy birthday tomorrow to our associate producer, Angelique Tyree. And uh, yes, yes, yes. Happy birthday, Angelique. And also thank you to my whole crew here at Hot 97. Our executive producer, Tom Capone. Our production supervisor, Andrew Vera. Our social producer and birthday oh. girl tomorrow, Angelique Tyree, board op, the one and only TJ, our intern, Kirsty Placencia. And don't forget, check me out on the Fox 5 News at 10 tonight, 5, 6, and 10 during the week. And you know the rest. Twitter, Instagram, Google, plus LisaErrrows.com. So digital. We're getting there. Have a great week, everybody. Hi. Kevin, you had something here.
2: Just want to thank Hot 97. Y'all supported us big time. You, Lisa, Ebro, Denisha, around the Trayvon Martin situation, helping to raise money for Trayvon Martin Foundation. So thank y'all, Hot 97.
1: All right. There it is. Have a great week, everybody. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. This episode of Street Soldiers was brought to you by South Shore Hyundai. Check out South Shore Hyundai and Valley Stream on August 31st at 11 a.m. for their hands-on contest. We thank them for sponsoring the show. And remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Push for peace.
0: The Budweiser Made in America Music Festival. And Hot 97 has your free tickets. Baby.
3: Hey, this is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all.
2: Yours truly, Macklemore, along with my man, Ryan Lewis, will be at that Made in America Music Festival. Best.
4: What up? It's your boy Wiz Khalifa, man. Yeah,
2: I- Yo, what's the word? This Kendrick Lamar and I came away on stage to tear it down.
4: This
6: is Miguel 2 Made in America Music Festival.
3: August 31st and September 1st in Philly. Hot 97 has your tickets every day this week at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 6 p.m.
0: Wade is fishing on a lake and just realized his car insurance bill is due. Should he A, water ski behind a pair of rainbow trout to the nearest post office, or B, pay his bill from Geico's mobile app? The correct answer is B. Paying your bill on GEICO's mobile app takes only seconds. A pair of rainbow trout couldn't tow a full-grown man for more than a couple yards. The GEICO mobile app is fast, free, and easier to navigate than a couple of fish. Geico. Wherever, whenever. Just a click away with our free mobile app. Trojan Man. So, what do you think? Well, new Trojan Pure Ecstasy condoms are so smooth, it feels like nothing's there. Nothing there!
4: But Trojan Super Bearskin is America's thinnest non-latex condom. Supra
1: thin!
0: Of course, the Trojan Pleasure Pack has four varieties of condoms. We could try them all. All of them? All night long. So many stimulating condoms. All triple tested for quality. All from the maker of Trojan, America's number one most trusted condom brand. Trusted
5: brand.
0: Uptown Madness presents Monsters of Rap,
6: Thursday, Halloween night, October 31st, at the Hammerstein Ballroom, featuring French Montana, Kiss, Jewel Santana, yours truly, DJ Enough, and my Hot 97 brother, DJ Young Child. Plus a special tribute to Jam Master J by Jam Master J's son. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com and MonstersOfRap.com. Follow Monsters of Rap on Twitter for ticket
2: giveaways. Have you heard about Millennium Honda's Buy bye program? They know time is money. Buy your Honda from them and they will save you both time and money.